I want to bring us back to uh, up to speed here to remind you that marriage is a covenant that was designed by God for the purpose of spreading in this earth heavenly principles. It's not man's idea. It was something that God established even in Genesis chapter 2. Or even in the book of Ephesians in chapter 5, it makes mention of what Moses wrote when he said, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Also, in the Word of God, not only is marriage listed as a covenant, but there's also a hierarchy, if you will, of authority. We are told that Jesus Christ is under God the Father. Men are to be under Jesus Christ. Women are to be under men. And children are to be under their parents. There is that hierarchy of authority. That, dear people, is being destroyed in our nation. One of the tenets of Black Lives Matters, I promise not to make this a political thing, but one of the tenets of Black Lives Matters is to destroy the traditional family. That's one of their goals. They wish to replace authority in the home with the authority in government. And so that's why we've come to this particular series of what we call the fundamentals of the family. But this morning, I want to look at what I've entitled the agenda of us husbands. This is only the first part, by the way. From our previous sessions together, it's not too difficult to realize that in order for our nation to come, on, to come back to God, there needs to be a realignment of the principles of the family. In fact, in this morning's pursuit will be to focus on the agenda of us husbands in relation to loving our wives. A lot of what goes on in our society today, also in the church, under what's called the name of love, has little to do with true biblical love. We may say, I love those kind of donuts at the community connection." I, I love that tie that Pastor Doug wears. He didn't give me anything for my knee surgery. I think. <laughs> I, I love the day outside. It's gorgeous. And all of those things have their places. But this kind of love that is described for us in Ephesians chapter 5 comes from the highest realm. The Greek word is agape. It's probably not new to you. You've heard it before. 
but it's the kind of love that came from the throne of God and met the earth at Calvary. It's a kind of love that no one can earn. It's a kind of love, quite frankly, that no one deserves. But it has been determined by God to be the focal point of rescuing people for the glory of Jesus Christ. And so when we come to biblical love, it involves a sacrifice that you make for the loved one. You, you measure true love by sacrifice, not by enjoyment. In fact, what does it mean for a husband to love his wife? That is the issue of Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 33. The Apostle Paul gives us three illustrations or three statements that are highlighted by the ministry of Jesus Christ to the church. And he gives these statements as illustrations to husbands for the purpose of demonstrating biblical love to their wives. Let's begin as we look at the husband as a savior. Now you're all getting all kind of excited. No, I now I I know your what you're thinking, but my theology is firmly in place. I'm using this statement savior in a deliberate sense and let me show you what I mean. If you're in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25, notice what it says. It says husbands Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. That phrase there that the Apostle Paul is using describes Jesus Christ as Savior. As far as God is concerned, To speak of marital love is to talk about a cross, a place of willing surrender in order to offer a love by sacrifice. Men, if if we are going to be biblical lovers, As husbands, we must become biblical saviors. What does that mean? I'm not talking about that we as husbands can pay for the salvation of our wives. That's not what the message is. In order for Jesus Christ to be a sacrifice... He had to be willing to go to the cross. In fact, the writer of Hebrews chapter 12 says, Let us consider Jesus Christ, who is the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him 
endured the cross, suffered the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. That word, when he speaks of the joy that was set before him, that is every individual who would come to believe and trust in his name for salvation. We as husbands, in order to be our wives' savior, small s, it means we have to be willing to sacrifice some things. The marriage covenant is never based on a 50-50 proposition. It's based on total commitment, 100%. And as a husband, that is a huge, huge responsibility. It means before we make a decision... We consider our wives and how that will affect them. It means before we discuss things with our wives, we consider what they might think about it. It literally means loving as Christ loves. Now, I need to stop here for a moment. And I need to at least ask all of you, whether husband, wife, teenager, child, I need to ask you a question. The issue is, as Paul describes it, husbands love your wives as Christ. In other words, there's a qualifier there. And the qualifier is this. In order to properly love our wives, we need to at least experience the love of Christ. And the only way you can experience the love of Christ in its full intent is that you would come to him and trust and his perfect sacrifice upon the cross and the grace that he offers in order that we may have eternal life. It's being able to answer this question. Do you know where you will spend eternity? And it's in Christ, in Christ alone. If you've not come to that place, if you've never taken the time to consider who Jesus is and what he's done for you, then how can we even begin to love our wife properly? Because one coincides with the other. My question is this, do you know Jesus? Have you trusted him? 
by simple believing in who he is and what he has done. The scriptures tells us, he who has the son has life. It is that clear and it is that final. Do you know him? Have you asked him to be your savior? If you haven't, then I beg of you. Seek out myself, Pastor Steve, some of the elders, friends that you know, and just ask them, how can I know Jesus? Oh, I wish I had two hours to take you through that. But that is the ultimate and most important question. Do you know Jesus? Because in knowing him, then you will know how to love your wife properly. In fact, a husband is called to love his wife no matter what. I, I find it amazing that Jesus still loves me. For the number of times that I'm sure I have disappointed him in my words and my actions, yet he still loves me. And it draws me back to him. If Jesus would love me that much, that he would allow for me to stand in front of this great group of people. How is it that I can't love him? It's the same way with my wife. Oh, if she could take an hour of your time to tell you about the times I've messed up. But she still loves me. And I am to love her no matter what. That's the issue. The measuring rod of a poor biblical lover is the size of the cross he's carrying. Christ loved the church to the point of death. Someone said, if a wife is going to grow from where she is to where she ought to be, her husband has to take a trip to Calvary. Now remember, I'm not talking about eternal salvation here at all. The idea is that a husband is called to give himself up for his wife. Husbands, you, you need to decide. Am I willing to pay whatever the price it takes to bring my wife to fulfillment? I'm willing to go the distance to bring her to where she ought to be spiritually and in every other way. There's one thing my wife has wanted to do for years that we've not been able to do. She's always dreamed about having a shop to where you could have tea or coffee Sandwiches and soup, and just a place to relax. 
I haven't been able to provide that for her. But she still dreams about it. I wished I could. I know that there's an empty bank in Lycans. That would be a beautiful place. And we'll call it Nancy's place. Be a place for people to come and get some good ham sandwiches. Homemade soups. High test coffee. But more importantly, a place where they'll be exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe someday. You see, the husband is the savior of the wife. And at the heart of that is sacrifice. And if there's no sacrifice, then there's no love. My question is this, gentlemen. Do you really love your wife? Love her with a passion that only comes through Jesus Christ. Only a man who has abandoned himself to Jesus Christ, no matter what, can make this level of commitment to loving his wife as Christ loves the church. The second illustration in Ephesians chapter 5 is the husband as the sanctifier. In Ephesians 5, 26 and 27, it says that to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself to splendor without spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. The the purpose of sanctification is to take the person from where they are and turn them into what they ought to be. Sanctification, dear people, is a continual process of being set free from the evils of this world in order to reflect the glory of heaven. We are to do that for our wives. You see, when we got saved, our problems, mistakes, and sins, they didn't all disappear. But we did enter in a process of transformation that's called sanctification. Now let me tell you what happens how that happens in a marriage. When a man marries a woman, he also marries her history. And by the way, that works both ways. He has to accept the good parts of her past and her family, as well as the bad parts. The good parts he enjoys, the bad parts He often doesn't get to see until after the honeymoon. 
And if you love your wife, you will be her sanctifier. According to Ephesians 5 and verse 26, a sanctifier is one who takes on the ministry of cleansing, helping, if you will. It's the ministry of the husband to help cleanse and heal the things his wife brings into the marriage that may not be right. And this means that when your wife needs strength, you are her strength. When your wife needs encouragement, you are her encouragement. When, you're not, when your wife needs joy, you're her joy. And when she needs peace, you are her peace. The result is that no matter how old she gets, your wife is kept eternally young because she's got a sanctifier in the house. Men, we're to be our wife's sanctifier that she may be cleansed. The true purpose of leadership is not domination, but glorification. And it's our goal to glorify and beautify our wives then we will not abuse them, but embrace them. The last illustration in Ephesians chapter 5, 28 to 29, is that the husband is to be the satisfier. What we need today is a group of men who know how to satisfy their wives. And I'm not, I'm not only talking about sexual activity. I'm talking about a steady commitment to his own wife. That whether it be 10 years or 50 years, the wife can still say, I'm satisfied. Paul explains this as loving your wife the way you love your own body. So just as a man works out to make his body look good and does things to satisfy his needs, he is to help his wife look good so that she is fulfilled and satisfied. Too many husbands and wives look like they were married by the Secretary of War rather than the Justice of the Peace. Winston Churchill and Lady Astor had a feud. Lady Astor said to Winston Churchill one day, if you were my husband, I would put arsenic in your tea. Winston Churchill responded, Lady Astor, if you were my wife, I'd drink it. Changing the marriage to reflect Jesus Christ begins with the husband. It has nothing to do with what the wife does in return. Because we're talking about biblical love. A man who is determined to satisfy his wife won't stop even if his efforts are not met with equal love. 
The first thing on the husband's agenda is to love his wife as Christ loves the church. Lord willing, next week, we will look at the second agenda, which is husbands live with your wife. Let's pray together. Lord, it's difficult for us as men to fully understand this issue of love. We experience it in a love relationship with you, but we have difficulty in sharing that with our wife. I know culture plays a big part of that. Family upbringing plays a big part of that. But we as husbands need to focus. We need to focus on the cross. And the willingness of our Savior to go to the cross. I pray, O oh God, that that would be our heart's desire as husbands for our wives that we would be willing to sacrifice ourselves for them. That we would be a part of their sanctifying, bringing them to the very wonder and glory of who you are, and then to be their satisfier. Oh Lord, I pray that that whatever this, sense, whatever this society needs today and strengthening of the society, they would see the example in our families. Let us not fall to the false doctrine of our world, but may we stand upon the truth that husbands, Love your wives as Christ loved the church no matter what. And for that we will praise you. Amen.